First Chronicles begins with a series of genealogies, and according to 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, including the genealogies. Behind each name is a story that is connected to God's story. Another powerful lesson we learn from the Bible's genealogies is this, don't let anybody cancel your history. Canceling yesterday is no way to embrace today or tomorrow. Erasing your past, even the painful parts of it, is like tearing chapters out of a novel and expecting the story to have the same impact. Every twist and turn in your life and in the history of a nation matters. The past is important to an understanding of the present and to the way one travels into the future. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Returning to your spiritual roots on this Friday edition of Something Good. Hello, I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for joining us for today's message with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. The first thing you'll notice about the book of First Chronicles is that it contains a rather long genealogical record. The writer knew just how critical it was for the people of God to understand their past so that they might return to right relationship with God. We'll find out more in today's message, which is straight ahead. So stay with us here or stop by our new digital streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Download or subscribe to the podcast at Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. From road trip number two of his teaching series, Route 66, the ultimate road trip through the Bible. Here's Ron with today's message, First Chronicles, Return to Your Spiritual Roots. Author Alex Haley lit a cultural firestorm back in 1976 when he published the story of Kunta Kinte and his descendants in a novel titled Roots, The Saga of an American Family. How many of you remember that, that uh, novel? Uh, the main character, you may remember, is an African man who was captured, sold into slavery, and transported to America in the 1800s. Turns out that he was also related to Alex Haley, as Haley was doing his own research into his, uh, well, his family roots. Uh, the book, the novel Roots, spent 46 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, 22 of those weeks at number one. I mean, it was a publishing uh, just story in and of itself, but it lit a cultural firestorm. And it was so popular that television producers got a hold of it and turned it into a miniseries, and we all watched Alex Haley's uh, ancestry unfold in front of us, and it inspired uh, millions of Americans to, to dive into their own ancestral roots. Why, why do I talk about something that took place, wow, uh, almost 40 or 50 years ago? Because we've come on the ultimate road trip through the Bible to the book of First Chronicles. And the first thing that we notice about First Chronicles is that it begins with a series of genealogical records that encompasses nearly one-third of the book. It's only 29 chapters, but the first nine chapters is a genealogical record. 
One record after another, after another, after another. And to the untrained Bible student, well, it reads nothing like Alex Haley's page turner. I mean, Roots was just a page turner of the book. It was a fascinating read. However, to the Jewish people back in the time of the Chronicles, the importance of their family roots could not be overestimated. The reason we have First and Second Chronicles, which back when it was written was, was one book, later as they were adding chapters and uh, you know, verses and all that, uh, the editors divided it up into First and Second Chronicles. But it was all one book at one time, and the Jews were, were careful record keepers. They were composers and compilers of history. Scholars tell us that the compiler of the Chronicles, when he, he pulled his data in and did his research, there were 14 different um, source documents that he drew from which is an indication of just how careful uh, the Jews kept records and uh, recorded their history. These meticulous records connected the Jewish remnant to their spiritual roots, which helped them rebuild their lives after they came back from 70 years of Babylonian captivity. Are you with me so far? Because there's been a lot of history through these Old Testament historical books, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, now First and Second Chronicles. And what started out through the reign of David to be one kingdom under Saul and under David, and then the kingdom was passed on to Solomon, you remember, and because of Solomon's sin, the kingdom was divided into the northern and southern kingdom. And in time, the northern kingdom, which made up um, most of the tribes of Israel, they were taken captive by the Assyrians, and we pretty much never hear from them again. The southern kingdom, known as Judah, gave rise to the Davidic dynasty. And they went into captivity in 586 BC because Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians came. The Chronicles is a compilation of their history after the uh, Babylonian captivity. So chronology matters when you're trying to get your arms around uh, the Chronicles and understand why, why do we have these books in the first place and why is one third of it a genealogical record? The Chronicles were written to the repatriated Jews and their descendants who returned to Jerusalem starting around 535 B.C., and they were returning to reestablish their lives. And because of their unique heritage as Yahweh's people, their first order of business under the leadership of Ezra and Zerubbabel was to rebuild the temple and establish the centrality of worship and the priority of God in their lives. If you know anything about the Old Testament and, and the book of Ezra and Nehemiah that will come, Nehemiah came later. It was Ezra who went first and Zerubbabel who rebuilt the temple. The rebuilding of the walls and the reestablishment of the government was secondary to reestablishing their, their spiritual lives. And this is noteworthy for anybody who's trying to rebuild his or her life or for a nation that needs to rebuild the nation that God blesses is the one that puts him first, who establishes the priority and the centrality of God, as America did at her founding. Founding on the, on the principles of, 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 of the Judeo-Christian ethic. And what is true at the national level is also true for individuals and families. Maybe you're somebody here today who needs to return to your spiritual roots. I've been a pastor for well, coming up on 30 years. 
And I've seen numbers of people who come back to church and kind of come back to God, and uh, that's always a wonderful thing when that happens. For example, the birth of a child often motivates parents to find a church and to become part of a faith community. They realize the overwhelming responsibility of raising this child, and they don't want to do it disconnected from a faith community. That's an important reason for coming back. For others, maybe it's a broken marriage or a business failure or the death of a loved one that is a catalyst for uh, uh, trying to find hope and comfort in a relationship with God. Some have, I'll say many have discovered that living the prodigal life uh, lacks meaning and is ultimately unsatisfying. I found that out during my college years. And following that, I, I, I returned to the God of my childhood. Uh, for Judah, 70 years in Babylonian captivity was enough to turn a remnant back to Jehovah. And, and this, this is the historical context of the Chronicles. It's important to understand that um, and, and, to, and to understand the chronology as we're unfolding the Chronicles. Now, I've provided you a chart in your notes, and I encourage you to look at that or look at the screens here. First Chronicles begins with a record of the people's ancestry. And as I mentioned, it's nine chapters long. It's specifically the royal lineage of Judah, uh, the southern kingdom. When the, two, when the one kingdom split into two, providentially, I, I see the, uh, the sovereign hand of God isolating the Davidic dynasty down here in the southern kingdom because that's the line through whom Messiah came. The northern kingdom made a mess of their lives and dynasties rose and fell and some of them you never heard from again. God protected the Davidic dynasty by isolating them down here. Now they went into captivity because they disobeyed the Lord. Seventy years of discipline, now they're coming back. And the Chronicles is a, is a refreshing of the history and a reconnecting of that Jewish remnant to their spiritual roots. That's chapters 1 to 9. Then the book reviews the reign of King David with, again, a fresh historical look at several things that help to reestablish the centrality of worship and the priority of God in their civil and, and uh, uh, communal life there. Uh, one is uh, a remembrance of the return of the Ark of the Covenant. Um, uh, and uh, following that, um, uh, the Lord's covenant with David is refreshed. And then uh, another almost one-third of the book details much more than uh, Kings and Samuel does the preparations that David put into uh, the building of the temple that Solomon uh, would eventually build. And so First Chronicles covers the same period of time that Samuel and Kings covers, but from a different perspective and to a new generation. And what the compiler of the Chronicles omits from Samuel and Kings and vice versa adds to in detail is, is interesting enough. But quite frankly, a lot of people get lost and kind of skip over the Chronicles because of the first nine chapters, uh, which again begin with the genealogies. In fact, 1 Chronicles chapter 1 and verse 1 starts. Are you ready for this? Lean in. You're going to be excited. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, a name I cannot pronounce, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah. I always like Methuselah. Lamech, Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. That's the first four verses. And you go. And you say, when is, when is this going to you know, become a page turner? Nine chapters of this. 
Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Ron Jones' message, First Chronicles, Return to Your Spiritual Roots. If you're new to the program, we want you to know that we archive all of Ron's messages at our website, somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, use the Partner tab at the top of the homepage to check out the 828 Club, a special group of people who partner with Ron so that he can keep sharing the truth of God's Word the whole year through. Join the 828 Club from our website or call us at 757-276-1099. That's 757-276-1099. It's been said that if you don't learn from history, you are doomed to repeat it. But what if that history is altered, or worse, erased from the historical record? Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, First Chronicles, Return to Your Spiritual Roots. Now you gotta remember, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So don't skip over this. You gotta mine the prophet, even in the genealogies. And the first thing I would say is behind each name is a story that is connected to God's story. That's the beauty of going into the past, into your ancestry. Behind every name, there's a story here that's part of God's larger story. That's, that's what we're trying to get a, a sense of on the ultimate road trip through the Bible. It's one story, one continuous story, God's redemption story. And every name, every family, every, uh, every little bit of historical nuance matters here. Another powerful lesson we learn from this, this historical record is don't let anybody cancel your history. Can I say that again? Because it's something our world and our nation needs to hear right now. Don't let anybody cancel your history. Hitler tried to cancel the Jews. He tried to cancel them as people. He tried to cancel their history, their art, their culture. Don't let anybody cancel your history. That comes through loud and clear. Divine inspiration led the compiler of the Chronicles to include this as a reminder that behind every name is a story, every story connects to God's story. Do not let anybody cancel your history. Canceling yesterday is no way to embrace today or tomorrow. Erasing your past, even the painful parts of it, is like tearing the uh, uncomfortable chapters out of a novel and expecting the story to have the same impact. It doesn't. Every twist and every turn in your life and every twist and every turn in the history of a nation matters. The past is important to an understanding of the present and to the way one travels into the future. Don't let anybody cancel your history and do whatever you can to get in front of the cancelers. Because who we are as a nation or as an individual, as a family going into the future has everything to do with who I am right now. And who I am right now has everything to do with my connection to my historical past. And the Jews understood this. They were good record keepers and compilers of history. And that's that's part of the reason that we have this. Their way back from captivity started by remembering their spiritual roots. As the people of God, And with that in mind, I encourage you to read through 
as tedious as it is, 1 Chronicles 1 to 9. And then consider your own ancestral roots. Think about who you are right now, who you want to be in the future. Listen, there's a connection to the past, especially as it relates to your spiritual roots. As you look into your ancestral past, were there parents or grandparents of yours, or maybe great-grandparents who were followers of Jesus? Is there any spiritual taproot that takes you to the cross of Christ found in your historical past? It, it, It may be obvious to some of you who grew up in a Christian home, It may be not so obvious to others of you. You may have to look a little bit harder, but if you take the time to look, you will see the providential hand of God, uh, the invisible hand of God wooing the generations before you to the cross. Some said yes, some said no, but you and I are here today. We're here in this moment because of pathways from your past and my past that brought us here. And all I'm saying is, don't let anybody cancel your history, right? And look into your history. There there might be a spiritual taproot that inspires you to make faith in the Lord Jesus Christ your own. Maybe you're that wandering prodigal today, or maybe maybe you're here because you've reached a certain um, season or milestone in your life, and there's something wooing you back to God. Know know that it goes much, much further than just this day. There's something that has led you to this day. Now, to say all of that, uh, almost as a teaser to invite us to read all nine chapters, there's a jewel of a prayer found in chapter 4 and verses 9 and 10, known as the prayer of Jabez. And uh, if you sort of skip over this part of the Bible and say, ah, you know, it's just a bunch of names and -and so-and-so begat so-and-so, you're going to miss the prayer of Jabez. You you would skip over it and not even know that it's here. And I kind of chuckled to myself this week in my study wondering if the Holy Spirit just inspired the compiler of the Chronicles to drop this in to encourage us to read all of it because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. But let's look at 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And verses 9 and 10, right in the middle of the genealogy of the descendants of Judah, when you've already yawned four or five times, right, we read this, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Boy, wouldn't you like to drill down in that story a little bit and find out what's going on? Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, now here's the prayer. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. And that's it. That's all we know of Jabez. Nothing more. We really don't know much more about his immediate family. We don't even know his dear mother's name. She's just on record here as having borne him in pain. And that pain resonated in Jabez's life so much that he says, Lord, would you bless me in a way that it doesn't pain me? I don't want to go through the same pain that my mother went through. Uh, Jabez uh, made a bold request 
for divine favor. He said, Lord, would you bless me? His life had gotten to a point where he, he just couldn't imagine going forward without the favor of God upon his life. Have you reached that point, friends? Lord, will you bless my family? I, I don't know what to do here. Uh, God, would you, would you put divine favor on my business and, and my, my, my employment? Because I, I got to support my family. Uh, or, or whatever it might be, my marriage. Lord, bless me indeed. It's a bold request for divine favor. It's an invitation to pray like Jabez prays. And uh, many people of faith and fo followers of God have uh, prayed this prayer and discovered <laughs> that God enlarges their territories. Uh, he enlarges their influence and their borders and things get better. Is that because you know, they prayed this prayer like a magical incantation and the words matter. And if you rub the uh, bottle of, uh, and the genie pops out, he'll grant you your three requests. No, it's not like that at all. Not the prayer of Jabez any more than the Lord's Prayer, which was a model prayer. But what we learn from this prayer is that the God of the Bible is simply good, he is gracious, and he is generous by nature. Because it says here, God granted what he asked. And he's so, he's so ready to do that. He's so, he, he is in the business of blessing us and placing his divine favor upon us. Jabez learned and we learn from him that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above. And this ancient descendant of Judah and his prayer teach us that it's, it's okay to pray for divine favor. In fact, it's a necessity, right? It reminds me of what Jesus said, ask and it shall be given unto you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Is prayer that easy? Sure it is. Because by nature, God is a, he, he is a, uh, a God who invites us to ask and he is ready to answer and so ready to bless. We, we could talk in another message about hindrances to answered prayer and there are those that we need to consider, but this is one of those just wonderful invitations that invite us to ask for divine favor, to pray over your kids, your family, your marriage, your church, your employment, your whatever it might be, where you just get to that point where you say, God, I, I, I cannot go forward any further without your blessing. To the people of Israel, Saul seemed like a good choice, but David was a God choice. As the people of God, it is essential that we learn the difference between the two. You're listening to Something Good Radio with Dr. Ron Jones. Today's message, First Chronicles, Return to Your Spiritual Roots, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Use the radio tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to check out a discipleship coaching experience developed by Dr. Ron Jones called Starting Point, a disciple's first steps. In Starting Point, Ron takes you back to the fundamentals of the Christian faith and helps equip you to fulfill the Great Commission by making disciples of Jesus Christ who go and make disciples. To find Starting Point, a disciple's first steps, look for Something Good courses when you visit somethinggoodradio.org. Something good exists only through the faithful prayer and financial support of friends like you. 
For your gift to Something Good Radio, we'll send you a new resource written by Dr. Ron Jones that goes along with this current series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. It's an ebook based on the Old Testament historical books, Joshua through Esther. This content is available for a limited time to our monthly partners or for anyone who sends a gift today. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org. Mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456 or call our offices at 757-276-1099. Now is the time to maybe retrace your spiritual roots or to be the person in your generation that when descendants of yours retrace their roots, they find you as a person of faith. And they're inspired by how you made faith in the Lord Jesus Christ a priority in your life. That's next time when Ron shares part two of his message, First Chronicles, Return to Your Spiritual Roots. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.